Welcome to an Athlete for Life podcast. I'm your host, Ian Lawrence, and every week we share the stories of everyday people who strive to be an athlete for life in hopes that these stories spark that fire from within you to help you become the best version of yourself. With that being said, let's get into the episode and enjoy. All right, well, Sean, uh, thanks for coming on today and uh, telling us about your story of Ironman and, and uh, athletics and life. So I'm looking forward yeah. to it. Yeah. Thanks, Ian, for uh, bringing me on to your new show. Yeah. I did not expect it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Well, I, we we connected just through Instagram. Like, I think I was just trying to follow some people who were doing um, Ironman stuff, you know, just to get some ideas. And I don't know, I just came across your profile one day. I was like, oh, it seems like we're doing the same ones. And so, yeah, it seemed like everything you're doing, you know, sharing all your knowledge and stuff. So, yeah. I'm I'm still a relative newbie, but like, yeah, this season, 2022, we, we did quite a bit of the same uh, events. So it kind of lined up nicely. And you actually don't live too far from me. <laughs> no, <laughs> so. exactly. exactly. It, was, it was perfect almost, you know, the, the Instagram algorithm worked out nicely there. Yeah. So yeah, the, 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 the highs and lows of like the AI stuff worked out <laughs> exactly. in our favor. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I guess, um, just to start out, because even I don't really know, but maybe just give us a, a little summary of like life growing up for you and like was sports and athletics a big role in your life or did it come in later? What, what was going on there? Yeah, I'll get into that. But first, yeah. you know, like in movies where they show like the ending first and then it goes back <laughs> to the beginning. So I just want to congratulate you and myself for, yeah. you know, we hey. became, I got it here. Yeah. Yeah. Iron Man, first time <laughs> Iron Man at Montremblant. Thank you, thank you, and thank you, and uh, congrats to you as well, obviously. So, spoilers, you know, like we achieved <laughs> our dream. We did, and then now we'll flashback. <laughs> <laughs> now we'll tell you how we got there. <laughs> got there. Oh my God, my my journey was had lots of highs and lows. Mm-hmm. I think I wanted to tell you on Instagram, but you're like, save it for the podcast. But, <laughs> anyway, but for the first, I- I've been writing up my race b- report for like the last week as well. So mm. I think whenever this podcast goes up, yeah, I'll send you like a link to my blog with like my oh. detailed like r- uh, race report. So then, yeah, then it'll go nicely together. That'd be but perfect. Anyway, so for the first, yeah, I was not athletic at all growing up for the mm-hmm. first, so I'm, 34 now but for the first 29 years of my life I did like nothing like couch potato I was like 195 pounds just video games all the time just like academics all the time Mm -hmm. that that was okay but like I didn't do anything like healthy for myself I ate Mm -hmm. junk food all the time I used to drink like five glasses of milk a day, four glasses of like Coke a day and like did nothing, just bags of chips all the time. And then, I don't know, before I turned 30 years old, people ask me still, I'm not totally exactly sure what happened, but before, like when I was 29, I was like, before I turn 30, I need to do something. So then Hmm. a friend actually uh, gave me this book by Dr. Joel Furman called Eat to Live, which is like plant-based eating. I don't know if you've heard of him before, yeah. but um, just that one book, I went from that 195 pounds to 140 pounds. And then that was within six months. So from like, I, that was January 2017 or something like that. Yeah. Uh, and then from and then until June, I dropped down to 140. And then I felt like I had a lot of new energy. So then I went to my local uh, running room group uh, and then just started running. Like I could barely run. I could mm. run like 500 meters and I'd be toast instantly. <laughs> but then <laughs> I, I jo- and then but like I love the community there. Yeah. And then they had like run, learn to learn to run groups. So then I just joined them for a little while. And then within that same year from June until October, that's when I signed up for the, back then it was the Scotiabank uh, Toronto Waterfront Half Marathon. Yep. They have a new brand, a uh, new title sponsor now, but which I'll be doing later. But mm. uh, this, 
Um, so I signed up for the half, and that was pretty daunting at the time because yeah, oh uh, yeah, and I and I never ran a five k or a ten k yet. Uh, so I was like, just go straight to the half, <laughs> and then so that actually went well. So my first one, I got under the two hour goal that I had. I did like one fifty six. The holy crap! I couldn't walk after that. That was like the most brutal. <laughs> I think out of all the races I've ever done in my life, that was the one that I was most disoriented after because I couldn't find. I parked in the Eaton Center for that, and I couldn't find. I couldn't get from the elevator to the parking lot and like find the car. I was like so disoriented. Oh my. <laughs> yeah, I was like, well, what the hell's happening? <laughs> it's just a half marathon. What happens if I yeah. do a full marathon? <laughs> but anyways. I think yeah. after that, like each race that you do after that, you kind of yeah. feel better. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so, yeah. So, but after that first tra- training up to that half, so I went from 140 to 130 pounds. And then after that half marathon, I got to the lowest I ever got, which was 120. Mm-hmm. But then I was like a twig. Mm. And then I actually didn't like that. And I felt like really weak. Yeah. And then, so then I took up uh, CrossFit after that. And then some uh, weight training, mm-hmm. I got back up to like the 135 and 140 pound range. And then I actually felt faster and stronger and healthier with more muscle on. Yeah. And then they kind of taught me, like, I, I, like, I don't do CrossFit anymore, but I did love the, the community and the, they, I, I went mainly to learn how to have proper form for mm-hmm. like uh, lifting heavy. And then once I learned that, I, I got my own uh, gym in the basement like you you have in the back. Yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I, would, I, I wouldn't want to deadlift like as a newbie and then injure your back and stuff no. like that. And then after, so then when I blended the, the running with the CrossFit, then I, I was introduced into uh, obstacle course racing. And uh, then I did I did do my trifecta in 2018, the Spartan trifecta. Yeah. I think the first, you've done them, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm doing the Blue Mountain one again this year as well. I, oh, I've only crazy. done, yeah. yeah, I haven't done the trifecta though. Oh, see, I, I just wanted to do the trifecta and be done with it. But uh, <laughs> I think I did what it was crazy because the sprint and the super were in one weekend. Yeah. I was at Brim Combi or something like that. And then the, the beast was like a month later in. Mm. Duntroon, something like that, in Ontario. So, yeah. Then I got my trifecta, yeah. Nice. And and then I think along running, I did my first marathon. But in that build, I injured my – the first marathon I did, I injured my left ankle. And I think mm. the obstacle course racing kind of made it a little worse. But anyway, so my first marathon ever um, – I bonked hard at the, the halfway mark. So oh, no. that first, that first one took like five hours and 18 minutes. That was br- my fr- the half was actually good. And then like literally right after that, like, Oh yeah, I'm dead. <laughs> but no, then I got, <laughs> no, no. Once you hit the wall, you're done. <laughs> but then the, the year after that, I, I trained better. I had better nutrition Then mm-hmm. I finally, and then that was at the, the Toronto marathon. And that's in May, not the, the fall one. Um, and then I finally broke four. I did three hours, 55. So I was like, yes, finally did it. Yeah. And then within that same year, uh, I did the Scotia bank one again. And then I PR it again, which was three hours and 39 minutes. So, so I was happy with, with, with where my marathon was. Yeah. And I was like, I feel like I still had that little niggle. And so do you know what they call an injured runner? No. A triathlete. So, <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. So, so I took up cycling and then uh, swimming a little bit, mm-hmm. and then and then I came across a Lionel Sanders video. Oh man! And then and then I was like, okay, I never rode a bike in my life, like not even as a kid. Really? Parents never taught me how to ride a bike. I never owned a bike. I only learned like those, those, I don't know what they called them. Like when you're a kid, you get those badges for swimming, aqua, whatever. Oh, yeah. Yeah. 
I yeah, the aqua like, fit stuff. Yeah, the aqua fit thing. I had like three or four of those, but like I didn't know how to swim, swim. Mm-hmm. So I taught myself how to swim. So 2018, I signed up for the my first triathlon, which was the TTF Toronto Triathlon Festival Sprint. I only bought my road bike four weeks before. Oh, wow. And I was swimming in the pool at LA Fitness for like five weeks before. And so I did that sprint and then I finished it. But that mm-hmm. was like the most insane thing ever because there was a thunderstorm on that day too. That was the first time I ever swam in open water. And that's oh. the first time I ever used a wetsuit. So I, I highly recommend uh, if you're <laughs> going to do a triathlon, please, please practice in open water. Please practice taking off and putting on your wetsuit. Mm-hmm. I think it took me like seven minutes to take off that wetsuit. Oh, <laughs> I man. I couldn't get it off. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> it was crazy. You should see the GPS from my swim. It was swiggled. <laughs> I'm like, oh, my God, this sucks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I, And I wanted to quit like three times within that swim too. Like in the first mm-hmm. 50 meters, I was like, okay, this is not a pool. <laughs> People are kicking me in the face. Oh. Like I didn't know it was going to be that bad, but I yeah. did it. So I was really happy for that. The following season, I think what, 2009. Yeah, that was the last season before the, the pandemic. So mm-hmm. I signed up for the Olympic TTF, Milton Sprint, yeah. And Muskoka 70.3. So then I Milton was crazy because that was have you done Milton before? No. Okay, there's like this really giant hill that like crushes everyone. So I crashed oh, like twice on that one. I'll send you pics later. It was like really nasty. Jeez. And then the, one of the police officers was like, I've never seen anyone like t- like forward to <laughs> off their bike and then stand up immediately after and then continue on with it Jeez. So I, I did that and then the olympic ttf actually went okay because i guess i was familiar with the course and it's relatively flat mm-hmm. but i did milton in preparation for muskoka at that time because i so the first majority of the part when i started learning how to bike was all on zwift Mm-hmm. So I actually did develop decent, like a power to weight ratio. Yeah. Yeah. The issues is that I had, I have zero bike handling skills. <laughs> and even, even to this day, I can't really like grab a water bottle with confidence. Oh. So that's, that's why if you look at my setup now, I have like the cockpit and then yeah. the speed fill with, with two straws coming up. Cause that makes sense. Yeah. Everyone's like, huh, that's an interesting set. <laughs> <laughs> hey, if it works anyway, for you, that's all that matters. I, I do have an intention to like get better bike handling skills for sure. <laughs> but anyway, so for, so for my first Ironman branded event at mm-hmm. Muskoka, so it did end in a DNF, but I did finish. I had my goal to finish within a, the cutoff, like the overall cutoff of eight hours and 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. I did it in like 1815. Oh. But in 8.15, but I didn't realize at the time that there was like a swim-bike combo cutoff. Oh, you know? yeah. It's like you have to finish the swim in X time, but then yeah. the bike has to be time plus the swim. I don't know why. but So, yeah, I was over by like 20 minutes because I walked up two hills and I didn't know how to change gears and stuff like that. So. <laughs> Anyways, whatever. That, that is what it is. So that yeah. season was kind of like, okay. And then that was triathlon for me for that time. I also did uh, ultra run because as a plant-based uh, person, I, I know uh, Rich Roll. And then his book, Finding Ultra, inspired me to actually yeah. get into combine like being vegan, vegetarian, yep and doing endurance sports mm-hmm. and then from his podcast too i also found david goggins because he was one oh, of the guests yeah. so once you once you find david but, goggins, it's like oh do, yeah, yeah do every sign up for everything. <laughs> you can do anything everything. yeah yeah and then maybe that's to a flaw too but <laughs> <laughs> signing up for too many things so anyways 
Yeah, so I did Halliburton 50K. Anything mm-hmm. over 42 counts at the ultra still. <laughs> exactly, yep. yeah. But I don't, I think you're planning to do that too, uh, Halliburton or something like that. But yep. that's crazy vertical. Like you can do yeah. some ultras like Sulphur Springs that, that are the distance, mm-hmm. but it's like relatively flat. This one had, oh my God, like <laughs> 1,500 true... meters of elevation for a run. Like, yeah, wow. <laughs> yeah. It's, a, it's a true, uh, true uh, ultra. Anyway, so I felt that one after, uh, but okay. And then I don't know why, but like the David Goggins thing in me was like, I kept training for triathlon. I always wanted mm. to be a, not, I can't say always. Cause I, for the first 29 years, I didn't do anything, but I guess for like that, that I had like an early midnight life crisis, I guess, <laughs> <laughs> move it from 50 to like 30, but anyway, yeah, I got it yeah. done. So it's better. Anyway. So, uh, I was like, I want to do. I had to find a course that was flat because I sucked at hills. So I mm. chose, I'm going to take on Ironman Florida. And then that was for 2020. I signed up for 2020 Florida. Then the pandemic happened. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I don't know. But Florida did happen that year because huh. it's Florida. Yeah, yeah. That was the on- only one in the world i think that happened or something like that in north america that happened because florida doesn't care about restrictions which is no cool. but anyway <laughs> i didn't do that for two reasons because i wasn't sure if, if i'd be able to like fly there or if there would be hassle mm. but also while practicing uh, uh riding an arrow i crashed and i broke my collarbone oh and you can still see it i got like the nice, oh yeah uh, surgery there yeah so that put me out of action for three months so it was like back to more Zwifting, which was okay because mm-hmm. I could build power, but then still I have no bike handling skills. <laughs> um, so then that I deferred that Florida race to, to 2021, which I went to. I built up more. I got a chance to build up bike handling skills. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got to... But then, so I went there. I did. I attempted to do my first one, but then... My friends, I met great friends there. Mm-hmm. And then they're like, this the swim isn't bad. Like we did it like years, like last year and the year before. And it was good to get like salt water, more buoyancy. Yeah. But then just on that day. And then, so I practiced the first, that's the first time I ever swam in the ocean too. <laughs> and then, so the two days before I practiced, day before I practiced, I'm like, that's not bad with like, I'm still slow. It was like 230 per 100 pace at that time. I was like, with this time, like, I think the, the slowest you could go is like a three mm-hmm. per 100 and still make the bear, the, the bear cut off. Yeah. And then I'm like, okay, if I can, and there was jellyfish. Holy crap. You ever feel like, <laughs> like you get stings all over? But anyway, so just on that one race day, there was like riptides double uh, red flags on the on the, the the beach and people were like how come they're not like either canceling it or cutting the swim mm-hmm. but like to be honest if that happened i and i finished the race i wouldn't feel like a true iron man no regardless. so i would rather just just let let nature take its course and <laughs> see, see what happens so, yeah oh my god so i was like if you see my gps for that one too it was like zigzag zigzag so Jeez. then like an Ironman is the swim is 3.8 kilometers. Yeah. So I swam five kilometers <laughs> and I did it in two hours, 47 minutes. But like at, oh, the, wow. at, at the time you couldn't really see the riptides. Right? No, no. It's underneath. So I don't know, but like I was sw- the, the very beginning, like 500, like maybe even the first <sighs> eight, 800 meters felt okay. Mm-hmm. And then it's right where the turn was. It's like, I couldn't, I saw the next buoy, but I was still beside one buoy for like 10 minutes. Like, wow. I couldn't move. And then I started seeing like those ski dudes come around. With yeah. Like five athletes on them. I'm like, what the hell is going on? Something's, <laughs> some, something's not acting up. Either yeah. I'm really slow or something else is going on here. Jeez. And then, so I got out of the first, so it's like two loops, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, florida so i got back to the beach and then i look at the watch it's already 112 so i already didn't make the cutoff for the first loop because you have to do it in 110 and then mm. the total is 220 so i was like oh screw it but the guy on the beach was like don't look at your watch just keep going so mm. i was like 
should I stop or go? And then I was like, ah, oh, F it. And then it's, <laughs> so I went back. And then so I went on for the next loop. And then a, a ski dude or a kayak guy stopped me. He was like, do you want to get out? I'm like, no. And then I kept swimming. And then I saw another, um, uh, like one of those uh, boats with like five other athletes on it. Like athletes were just getting pulled Jeez. the whole time or, or like quitting. Yeah. And then I was they're like, do you need a hand? I'm like, no, I'm going to finish this. <laughs> so I, I, I did it. So kind of 5k ocean swim <laughs> that, yeah that's crazy Five. but like when i when i got so an unintentional 5k ocean swim so that was like the longest open water swim i ever did unintentionally <laughs> so i got out of it i actually didn't feel horrible uh-huh. but like just like damn i didn't make it so I, I so when i got out of the water the guy was like the official was like we have to take your chip i'm like can i just do it like mm-hmm. I'll, i know it's a dnf but can i just do the rest of the race he's like no it's like way over like if you were closer to that 220 maybe mm-hmm. but like because it was like 245 he's like no we can't do it like god oh, damn it <laughs> <laughs> so then anyway so i was like totally bummed out but then my other friends were like the people who were cheering some of them didn't make it either actually mm. one of them made it but then they're like yeah this like they were like totally winded after that Jeez. but um Anyway, so then I, I like recollected myself and then I was like, let's make the best of it. So I went on to like cheerleader mode and then like nice. cheered on people on the course and yeah. made the best of it. So that was cool. And then, but I, th- I feel like the universe works in really interesting ways for me because uh-huh. it's like, okay, if I did make somehow make that cutoff even by like a minute and then finish the race, I would have felt like, oh yeah, I don't need to like improve anymore on swimming and anything else i'm i'm pretty good i'll just keep racing but like after that i was like yeah i i, I really do need <laughs> so then i i found like a i started researching like coaches and stuff like that like plans and like really yeah. like so i signed up for like a master swim group after that getting back to canada and i tried to improve that and found like a coach and so i started working toward who's miranda tomlinson Mm-hmm. Um, so I started working with her in February. So then I signed up for this season before I hired her. So that was probably another mistake because <laughs> I, saw, I, saw, I had the goal of becoming an Ironman. So I signed up for my friends were like, okay, if you want to do your first one, don't do an ocean swim one. You should have done like Montremblant first. Cause, but Montremblant is interesting because the swim is relatively easier. Yeah. It's calm. But then if you're a weak cyclist, it's not. No, <laughs> it's yeah, not. exactly. Like Florida would have been great if you're a weak cyclist and a strong, like no course uh, is perfect, right? No, Each no. course, there's no easy Ironman course. Each course <laughs> is, unless it's like maybe Cozumel or something like that. But mm-hmm. even they had like a big storm on that same day. But yeah, anyways, you never know. You never know. Anything is possible. It's true. It's legit. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I signed up for this season. I signed up for tromblant half i thought it it would be a good recon for the full which it was muskoka half and then tromblant and then barrel man which was a deferral from last year which because covid they postponed it yeah and then so then my coach was like okay that's cool that's good but those two 70.3s are pretty close they they were like two weeks apart so we'll see how that goes but she, she made a good point in that we should, we should do like, um, because of COVID and then we didn't have a race for like a few years. So I signed up for Milton sprint, um, again. And then, <laughs> and then I was like, so that was to build the motion of a triathlon again. Yep. And then it was also to get, so I had two redemption attempts for Milton where I crashed before and then Muskoka to make up for that DNF. Yeah. So I, I, I made up for that Milton. Uh, I, I made it. So so I learned how to, she taught me how to swim straight in a line, how to be comfortable, not be scared of the open water. I enjoy swimming now. So that hey. that was like a huge thing. So she made me into a, a legit triathlete. Before yeah. I could just, I could swim, I could kind of ride a bike mm-hmm. and I could run. But now I, 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 this year, I would like to say I am a triathlete now. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> um, yeah. So I did Milton. I felt great for that. And then I did Tremblant. So that was my 
I, I, I cried when I crossed the finish line for that <laughs> one because I, I, I could do it. That was my first 70.3. Yeah. And, and then Muskoka, you were there. Yeah. And then um, that's where we first met. I, I PR'd. So, okay. Yeah. So for the trend blind, I, I was expecting for like six hours, 30 minutes, right? Mm-hmm. Like that's like the average. Then I crossed the finish line. Like I didn't realize the time on the clock was like from when the, the elite people started. Yeah. Yeah. So the clock said uh, 625. I was like, yeah, I was under 630. And then, but then I looked on the, my friends showed me the tracker after it was like five, uh, 58. I was like, what? <laughs> that's sick. Okay. Great. Yeah. And then Muskoka two weeks after that, I was like, okay, well, Tremblant 70.3 and the full were my A races. Mm-hmm. And then Muskoka would be like just extra. So, yeah. but then I, I ended up PRing my 70.3 from that. So I did oh. five hours, 42. I was like, nice. whoa. And then that run course was actually harder, I felt. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The, yeah. But the, the bike on Tremblant's harder, mm-hmm. but the the run at Muskoka is way harder. That's brutal. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> and then and then finally, I, I, I realized my dream, and then I went to Mont Tremblant, and then became <laughs> Ironman. So full, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think you're definitely allowed to say you're a triathlete after that too as yeah. well. <laughs> but I think as I was saying before, the universe works out in funny ways because I went to Florida alone and mm-hmm. then met friends there. But this time for uh, Tremblant, my parents got to come with me. Right. And then they got to see me at the finish line when Mike yeah. Riley says the name, <laughs> Sean Chin, yeah. you are an Iron Man. So I think the universe was like, okay, we'll give you a little mm-hmm. taste of what an Ironman event feels like in Florida. Yep. And I got to meet like Lionel Sanders and Gustav Eden, Sky Munch and all those pros. I lived the life there. I don't regret <laughs> any of that. That was fun as hell. Yeah. I'm going to go back one day. But like the universe was like, you take that experience. It's an expensive experience. But, yeah, yeah. But then everything will come true at Mont Tremblant. Mm-hmm. Family will be there. Everything will be there. And, and Mont Tremblant's like a fairy tale land, so... Yeah, it is it is beautiful place for sure. Jeez, yeah, that's a journey so far. Yeah, and in four in, in like three weeks, I still have Barrel Man seventy point five, and then I have uh, seventy point three, and then I have um, the, I think the new brand sponsor is TSC or some TCS, the the Toronto Waterfront Marathon again. Oh. Four weeks after that, so I'm not done yet. But hey, I don't know how that's go. gonna go. That's, <laughs> those are victory lap races. <laughs> yeah, those are just I'm showing up doing the. Race and those are and flat. Barrel yeah. man's flat. <laughs> <laughs> that would be interesting after going from like all these hilly races to the, to a flatter course. Yeah, be interesting but, okay. to see. I thought like, yeah. So I definitely wanted. So when I did Trump, I don't know how you felt, but like I totally felt like. I could have done better for sure. And maybe like, well, no, initially I was like, this is one and done. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not doing another one. (laughs) But then like, I think they say that for everyone. And then like an hour or two after, I don't know. I cried during the race. Like after the second duplicy loop. Yeah. I'm going to get this bike done. And then you see all the people cheering for you on the climbs too. That. Uh Yeah, that's great too. And we only had like half the field too, like because the the size. So imagine what it, it's like when everyone is there. That's like yeah. Alpe d'Huez, like Tour de France style mm-hmm. cheering. And then on the run, yeah, I, that was a brutal run. That was like the <laughs> slowest bike I ever did, the slowest run I ever did. But like, I even ran faster than that first marathon I did, which was like five eighteen. This. The marathon, like which was like a waddle, like mm-hmm. that march was five like, eleven. <laughs> so uh, that's kind of kind of a cool comparison that yep. I did. So, but at the end, I I crossed. Look, so it was like two universe worked in funny ways again. So it's like the universe was like will give you your your dream and your goal of becoming an Iron Man. Yeah, and I love that. But it's like we're just gonna hold back a little. <laughs> And we'll give you a little and then keep a little and then yeah. you'll be like, I can do better on the next one. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I, I had the same feeling. I know what you mean. I know what you mean. 
just gives you a little. <laughs> there's, there's more later. It's yeah. not over it's, yet. Here's a little sprinkle of a taste for you, but you know, yeah. there's a bigger piece over there you can go get. Yeah, yeah, yeah. for the sure. Universe likes doing that. <laughs> That's cool. It's it was part of your story where you you know you started at 29. It's it's like it's never too late for anyone to start, right? Like you can learn something new at any point in your life. Like you know, you could be 50, 40, whatever, and but if you start today. That's all that matters, right? Like, that's all that matters. Yeah. And it's those people that I met at like the running room and also tri clubs and just mm-hmm. along the journey. You know, when you're even walking parts of the aid stations and stuff, you you talk to people. It's like the people that are like 40, 50, 60, even 70, 80, and they're 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 kicking it out there. It's like if they can do it, yeah, what am I complaining about? What the hell Ex- am I complaining about? Exactly. Yeah. And the, it's the, like once you go out there and you start trying things like there's, there's good people in the world that will, that will mo- like motivate you and like put you on the right path, give you the knowledge that you need. It's like, but if you try and look at it right away, it's like, Oh, I need to know all these different things now to be able to do that. You're never going to be able to do it. It's just, just get started and, and slowly learn something new every day. It's like that saying it's like 1% better every day. Right. That's right. Totally. Yeah. I totally agree with you. Especially yeah. for the swim. So <laughs> <laughs> oh, I still man. have a lot to do. At least, but like the main thing this year for me was go in a straight line. Yeah. Be in control. Don't panic. Breathe. Yeah. And then sight. So I think I, I mastered that. So that alone, mm-hmm. like my, I'm still slow, but just mastering that alone should like yeah. not make me go over the cutoff time. Exactly. Just, just making sure you swim the actual distance. <laughs> is good <laughs> yeah that's I the think, best thing you can do <laughs> <laughs> yeah with swimming it's like the comfort feeling is like the thing you need first and then all the technique is is good afterwards but if like you're not comfortable in the water itself it's it's hard to build that technique i think too so yeah that's definitely a good goal to have and if you only trained in the pool before and you go in the open water it's like this is not the pool <laughs> this is not yeah. Not the pool. There is no black line there. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think even after you finished your Florida like swim, like that's probably like the worst swim, like uh, condition wise you're ever going to have. I feel like. <laughs> yeah. I think even Mark Allen, uh, the legend, he made a video. He said that was like the worst, one of like the top three worst swims in all of Ironman history. Like wow. even the pros like Gustav were like, 10 20 minutes behind their swim time too so if it was, That's insane. It was like that yeah and, and and you could say you finished it you know and you swam extra like a lot i swam actually i well i think for me the the main thing was that i didn't quit that mm-hmm. like no one i didn't quit on my own no and they they had to take my chip from me so yeah I yes. think if I quit I would have felt a lot worse. Mhm. 100%. Yeah. Sense. Yeah. No, no, it makes yeah. That's the thing cuz as soon as you, that instant, that moment that you quit is that moment right after where you're like, "Oh, I wish I never did that." You know? That's right. It, yeah. Cuz you think it's going to be all better as soon as you quit, but it never is. Like it's that same feeling still there and then now you're like, "Oh, I wish I just pushed through it." I think this year gave me a lot of confidence cuz like before this year like i had i did like the five triathlons and i had two of them were the dnfs yeah so i was like what kind of triathlete yeah um, <laughs> i'm a bad track <laughs> it's just to jump back oh, yeah i never quit like with your whole story it just seems mm-hmm. just when you first started like, dnf is weird you know like, you, you can have different you're DNFs. consistent the whole yeah. time with, or you can with not whatever you're doing time, like, or you could have like start out running and always a triathlon after that mm-hmm yeah, yeah know, anyway so this year fail, I, I made up like that. you would take that <laughs> dnf you could say it's a failure i guess um but you would use that and and like fail forward you know you would learn I, from it and it just seemed like um you never you never took the failure and just was like oh that's it i'm done you know there were times i thought of it though. <laughs> I, I, I think everyone has those those dark moments but mm-hmm. yeah it's true i i, I even kind of when I look back, I think that's why I write race reports to begin mm-hmm. with, because I use it as a way. I always have like a future goals kind of thing at the bottom. Yep. And I always like, I always write what the mistakes I did were. And I, yeah, I noticed that too. Like, even though it is a fail, I guess, mm-hmm. or a shortcoming, but I try to, I've never been like, I want to fully quit it. I always, 
inside always had like the itch to do better. Like even right now, I feel like I could do Tremblant yeah. better again. But like, oh, so from Tremblant though, so when I, I think my issue was, it was weird because I was kind of confused what happened because mm -hmm. I thought I was, it's, and I guess it's the same for anyone because it's doing a full is definitely not the same as like just times two the effort, even though the course is literally just two times the loop of yeah. 70.3. So remember I did the Tremblant 70.3 mm -hmm. just a few in June, like a few weeks ago, I guess two months ago. Uh, and so I did that in 558. So on paper, <laughs> I should be able to sub 12. <laughs> yeah. Or at least sub 13 to mm -hmm. uh, 1230 or something. But no, that didn't work out. <laughs> it didn't work out that way at all. No. I don't know. So, but I think the flaw that I had was so two things. So I don't know if it was for you, but duplicy was not the hard part for me. It's when you, it was the big long climb on the return from the 117 highway, that one long climb. Yeah. That one, it gets my, it got my back on the 70.3. But because it was just one loop, I could handle it. And I had a mm. pretty good run after that. But for this one, I and I thought I sorted out the pain because when I did Muskoka, I had no issue. But maybe it's not hills that are the issue. It's just that one particular, because that one long stretch, I have nothing like that to practice on. I don't know what yeah. you, you do differently. Maybe you, I have a weak core too, so maybe that's why. But so... And then so when we did the full, I had that same issue again. I was like, oh, crap, that's not going to be good because we have to do it yeah. twice now. And then <laughs> so on that second one, it really got me. And I had to, the, like, I had, like, a really bad back spasm after that. So there was, like, some points on the, the ride I had to kind of, like, stand up to try to, like, oh, yeah. straighten out my back. So I was like, oh, damn, my power is totally done now. Yeah. And then uh, once I got to the run, I was like, yeah, it's not – I tried to, like – bend and stretch in the change tent nothing was working like oh damn it. Mm. let's just let's just see what happens on the run yeah. and just, so i think that kind of ruined it for me so that was the first one but then also the second one was so remember how how i have the torpedo on the front and then the speed fill on the bottom so yeah. that works out to about three times 750 ml of inet bottles and i use 80 grams of carb literally sugar and yeah. i put uh 750 milligrams of salt yeah like with the salt sick tablets i just open it and put it in there so i it works out to three per and then so mike we worked out like it worked well for the 270.3s that i mm -hmm. did so those are per hour so for those the bike took me three hours so then oh yeah so then for the full i thought it would be just yeah three so then I did have to stop at the special needs because I can't grab bottles. Yeah. So, no. But the special needs only took me like three, four minutes. So it was relatively oh, quick. I'm like, yeah, yeah, it's fine. So then I pour those in. Everything should be good on paper. The issue is that it's not six hours. I took yeah. seven and a half. So I went one and a half hours without fueling. Damn. So then I was like, yeah, something feels weird. <laughs> but then also a third thing, but I don't think it, affected me too much but uh so after the the return climb on the 117 yep uh there's an aid station at where it plateaus kind yeah of, and then there's a bike mechanic vehicle there and then yep. the guy yells at me he's like you have a flat i was like what i have a flat i didn't notice any i didn't see any ceiling so i stopped quickly luckily he's like literally right there yeah i did i actually he inspected it i didn't have a flat but for some reason my tire was at like 50 percent or 60 percent oh. so maybe it was, the valve was leaking or something yeah but anyways he was he pumped it right back up to where i wanted that took maybe like 40 seconds yeah. minute so that, if you're gonna notice a flat that's like the best place to notice one yeah but the issue my coach and I were discussing was like, I don't know how long I was riding like that for. Mm -hmm. So that could have lost some speed too. Yeah, definitely. So those three things. So the back and the nutrition was like the main thing. Mm -hmm. But so the next time I know for a full, just bring more stuff. <laughs> just yeah. Bring yeah. More, just bring more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You, tr you truly don't know. 
I, yeah, I, I agree with that. I had the, the same thing. Like, uh, I thought I had enough nutrition and then, you know, when I finished the race and I picked up my bottle of like uh, maple syrup and stuff, I realized there's still like a quarter of it left. And I'm like, <laughs> that was like a full, like hour and a half of calories and, and carbs. I'm like, no wonder I felt so bad near the end of the bike. And like, I couldn't push my power. Like it, I, I felt awful. And then I was looking at some of the photos and in my, my face was just like, I was like pure death, like just white. I was like, Oh yeah. So same thing as you, it's just like, you learn from all these little things, which makes you know that you can do better. And, and, yeah. and there, that little C gets put in the back of your mind. It's like, well, if you do this, this, and this, you're going to get a better time. So now, yeah, I get same feeling as you. Totally. <laughs> the bright side though, is number one, we are an Ironman forever. Exactly. And number two, that was our first Ironman. So it's a PB regardless of what anyone <laughs> says. Yeah. You can only do better. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Oh, and also I have to thank you because I think a lot of people look like they were dying out there, but every time <laughs> I saw you, it was, and other friends too. It's like, yeah they're still going we're still yeah. going we can do this we yeah. can still do this it's nice and, yeah and i love how people motivate each other because even the mm -hmm. part where i where the the mechanic was pumping my tires i was like oh crap this sucked uh, one of the cyclists passing by was like he just everyone at the back like me in that like slower pace at that mm -hmm. time you just could feel it but he he like looked at me and he was like finish this mm -hmm. Hell yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to do this. <laughs> that, yeah. It's, it's, a, I try and like remind myself during the bike or the run. It's like when you see someone suffering, it's like just smile because sometimes just a smile, you know, it can be like, oh, like, okay, that person's smiling. Like, I'm going to smile too. And then that just mentally motivates you a bit. Like, okay, if I can smile through this pain, like, it helps. And then, yeah, like when you see people you know on course, like, it gave me like a boost. I was just like, Oh, like, like you said, I can see that you're suffering. I know internally I'm suffering. <laughs> so let's, well, we're just going to suffer through this together, you know? So, yeah. And usually you like wear the sunglasses to like hide how much pain you have. But then at some point I was like, Gosh, I don't need this anymore. Yeah. It was, it everyone's was seeing each other and it was getting darker too. So yeah. Oh, and then, okay. So yeah. One of the biggest motivations actually was on the, the trail part. Mm-hmm. Even though that was a long marathon, I don't know how long you took. You you actually had a good run though, like relatively speaking. Your your pace was still pretty decent. Yeah, you would... didn't go down to like seven. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so you probably still had lots of light left. But like on the trail part, it was starting to get dark, mm. and there's like no lights. There's like one generator light. Every, yeah, like, so often. That was that was a motivator. I was like, it's starting to get. I better get the hell out of here. So that, <laughs> But like I felt bad because people were starting to enter into the trail part when it was like getting dark, oh, wow. and I noticed they didn't have a headlamp either. I was like, "Oh my god, this is gonna be a real mental game for them." Yeah, uh, that's yeah, that's the, that's something even more. Yeah, the only regrets that I have was like I did talk to people along the way, like when I, when I walked the aid station and some parts yep. on the the, the run where it's like up the hill. It's like, I did talk to people, but then I did notice some people tried to like chat me up, but I guess I was like in a dark place. I, I did talk back, yeah. but like, I didn't, I, I didn't get to make a bond with them. Like, no, like, anything like that. So that I kind of regretted, but like, mm -hmm. I apologize to those people because they did make an <laughs> effort to try talk, but like, I was like, I just want to finish. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, there, there's definitely that certain point in time where it's like, I appreciate the talking, but mentally I'm in my own head, just trying to you know, get myself through it at this point. And, and, but yeah, you always appreciate those people who, who are trying at least, but yeah, there's a point where it's just like, it's just me in my mind and <laughs> that's all I can handle right now. And it's weird. Cause like, even though that was a really long day, the bike was long and the mm -hmm. run was hard. It didn't like right now, it doesn't, for some reason, it doesn't feel like it was long. No. Like, I don't know why it feels weird though. It's like, no, I agree. Like when I finished, I was like, I'm like, oh, it's like, um, like it was in, it was in, um, like I think it was like 6 p.m. But I was just like, wow, like that like, went by quick. For yeah, some reason. yeah. I was just like, it, even mine I, was 14 hours, but like, yeah. I felt like, huh. 
it's like we just did we just start like i thought it, we were just it, it, like it went by i guess all that adrenaline yeah was like, true. and then montremont knows how to put on a show and then yeah. so when you're coming back at the end like the last 5k mm-hmm. you can hear oh, i know like, riley it's like oh, it's, it's just <laughs> it's just the energy is sucking you in it's yeah like, you know is. you're gonna do this pulling you forward yeah and when you get back into the village on the cobblestone oh, and so everyone's bad. there along the run that's like the greatest finish ever yeah and uh, no i i agree with that it's you, you like peak that hill you can see like the town and you're like oh it's like uh, it's right there it's right there that that one last hill does suck though oh, <laughs> it's no. like, you know it's the end but yeah it's like, and then you know it's the last hill but it's like oh damn it why is it right here <laughs> Yeah, I just want to cruise into the finish, but like this hill sucks. <laughs> and then what's cool is that my the hotel I stayed at, I highly recommend it towards the Voyagers. It's mm-hmm. like the clock tower, and it's like literally right behind the stage. So after I showered, oh. yeah, it's like right there. So yeah. it's like after, and I could hear everything that's going on too. So after I finished and I got my medal and stuff, uh, I showered ate a little bit i ate some of the poutine so i did kind of break my veganism a little bit but it's like i just did an iron man what yeah. we're in montreal we're, we're, that's the only place to get real cheese curds <laughs> too so why, the, why the hell not just a little piece yeah just a little piece uh and then so then you can hear them calling the, the last people like the last minute that's cool so, that's cool and then it's heartbreaking because some people finished after the last person i think was mm. like 17 minutes after but like Everyone waited. Like they didn't pack up. The mm-hmm. spectators didn't all leave. And then Mike Riley's like, "I don't care what the what anyone says. You're still an Iron Man." Yes. Yeah. yeah. That's all the feels right there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And it's like the, those people who are near the end. It's like they truly are. Like the I think out of, of I think yeah I think out of everyone they are like yeah the real iron man because and they got their money's worth too yeah oh yeah like the pros finish in like eight hours like they mm-hmm. yeah or people that finish in nine hours it's like you paid the full entry fee but you only get half the race they got yeah. like the full, <laughs> <laughs> they got the full, they got the full 17 hour race <laughs> yeah jeez like just mentally for 17 hours like that's insane yeah, like mine was long at 14, but I can't imagine going another three hours. Yeah. yeah. And like Mont Tremblant is not like every when you when you type in Google, like mm-hmm. first time Ironman to do on your first <laughs> try. It's like, yes, the the swim is cool and the mm. atmosphere is great. I, 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 I really wouldn't recommend it for like the cycling part of it for no. a first timer. Like I don't. I think that's like extremely challenging. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I would. I. I. And I think it's like rated up there with like Saint George and like mm-hmm. I heard Lake Placid's hard too. But like it's like a it's really hilly. It's like oh yeah, it's it'll, not a be, that's not a beginner course. No, it'll break you for <laughs> sure. Like and and just going off that bike into the run is is deadly. I feel like yeah, we do. And and we had like a storm in the bike too. I don't know yeah. if that did you get into that? I missed it. I think I I, I was in between the the you storm. You had it on the run then, yeah. Um, I had. I honestly, I think I missed it. Like it was I like thirty. It was like rain. thirty minutes. It was like thirty minutes of like heavy pouring, and like you could hear it. I was on the last ending of the bike, huh. and I, I and I don't ride in the rain, so that was also yeah. freaky for me. So I was like, <laughs> oh, what the hell, whatever. And then, but like I heard thunder. I was like, my fear was that they were going to cancel. I'm like, please don't cancel. It. No, no, like, don't yeah. cancel it. <laughs> Not that far in. It's basically finish or or, or yeah. you have to quit yourself. I like think that. only if there was lightning or something, but I don't think there was lightning. So. No, and see that's the thing. I I got some drizzle and I heard the thunder and it was like in front of me on the run, but I never got like downpoured on. So I like oh, so I was, it was like it was one cloud that was following me then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just like let's just see how how bad we can make this for Sean. <laughs> oh. But one oh. thing that was interesting though, because yeah. I used to, because I'm still scared of descending. Well, not now anymore, mm-hmm. but like I was before. So in the past, I would feather on the brakes. Yeah, and I, like I knew how slow my pace was, and like I calculated it. So I was like, okay, I'm not gonna miss the cutoff, but like mm-hmm. on the descents, the big yeah. ones, I was like. 
after this, let's just, I didn't even like touch the brake. I hit like 70 nice. kilometers per hour. I've never oh, done yeah. that before. I was like, oh, hell yeah. <laughs> that was fun. <laughs> I'm assuming you weren't in the aero bars? Not, not going down. Okay. I, was, I wasn't sure. I would never you... do that. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't sure if you went like full crazy. When you descent, do you go in aero? Uh, not for those hills. I went to like the super tuck. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. So. Yeah, that, I yeah, can't imagine being. I can't imagine being an arrow <laughs> on those like guaranteed yeah, deck right there. Oh yeah, if you like, even slightly twitch, like it gets sketchy. Yeah, the good thing I don't think anyone died this year, so that was good. In previous years, yeah. people have died. Yeah. Oh, well, I could imagine on that swim too, like the swim, and in previous years, someone got hit by a service vehicle on the bike or something wow. on the descent on Dupla C. Actually, I do know someone that got hit by a golf cart this year. No way. Yeah, in the first kilometer of the bike. It's on, oh, the, the, yeah. it's on the Facebook group. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Jeez. They're okay now? Are they finished, so, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. No, no. They, 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 they DNF, but. Oh, jeez. But he was training for Kona, so. That oh, sucks. right, because they were just doing the bike run. Yeah. So he wasn't yeah. going to do the run. Yeah. No, no, he was just it, doing the swim and the bike. He wasn't right. going to do the run anyways, but like only one kilometer into the bike. Like, it's crazy. That's insane. That's unfortunate. Like, And wow. when I did the 70.3 a few months ago, someone rode into a deer. A deer? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so any, anything. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. That's, I didn't that's... see too. I didn't see too many people have that many mechanical issues, which was good. I guess yeah. maybe because that's uh, maybe because there was less people. But mm. I remember it freaked me out in the seventy point three. There was I saw so many people get a flat. Ah. So I made sure to get like all those. I run tubeless, so I made sure yep. to get all those like the plug thingies. Smart. Watched all the videos just to be sure in case. So. Yeah. Fortunately, yeah. I didn't have to use it. So. Yeah. The the only. Uh... I had to stop. I should. I stopped to pump up my tire once, just because it looked like I. Because I hit a pothole, so I was like, how, did, I think, but how do you? How do you know you're flat or getting flatter? I looked at, I looked at the back, and I could see my tire was like slightly down a bit, um, going I up see, the I one hill. I, I, I'm not experienced enough to tell. Like mm. if I look at it, I can't tell. <laughs> yeah, I could just tell just from like, because usually it's like there is no like, it's usually just right on, uh, like. On, in the middle of it but you could tell like my sides were kind of down oh so i was like hmm. so i just stopped quickly like pumped it up and then i stopped because my handlebars were loose oh shoot yeah and i was like i'm not descending with this like <laughs> i'm like so luckily so what did you have to tighten it yeah there's a guy helping someone else put a tire on i'm like hey do you have allen keys and he's <laughs> like yes i do i was like oh, okay sweet i pull over he, it takes probably like four or five minutes because he's i don't know he's on the radio and then he like tightened my handlebars, and I was like, "Thank goodness," because like I could literally move them. And was, about... Oh my god! Seriously, yeah, it was what bad. What the hell? I know. I don't know. Ah, <laughs> uh, that was. I'm that glad was you stopped to do it. Yeah, you weren't I... like let's David Goggins this <laughs> and like just go all around, and then just comes off right on the <laughs> descent. You're like, oh shit! <laughs> I think that's what would have happened because it was like I would have been pulling on it going uphill, right? And then by the time it comes, yeah, right. <laughs> see ya. Oh. Man, you never know what's gonna happen during the Ironman. I I feel like though. Thank God that didn't happen. <laughs> uh, oh, but yeah, yeah, you're yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so, I, right before what was it three or four weeks before the Ironman, you actually had an an incident on the bike where you you, you fainted too. What happened yeah, there? So I think maybe it was a couple of things that led to a slightly lackluster full. So I did have like a heat stroke. Mm-hmm. I think because it was a accumulative thing from two back-to-back 70.3s. Mm. And then we had that severe heat wave yeah. in Ontario. My AC died for that whole week before right. that. So every night, I, I, I kind of like shook it off because I had fans and stuff. Yeah. But, but my coach was like, every night that you slept for like the eight hours, you, you're supposed mm. to be recovering. You're sleeping at 30... 30 31 degrees yeah and this your body's like not good and then on one saturday for a long ride after halfway through i was like 100k in yeah and then i was just an arrow and then 
I don't remember what happened. I just remember like waking up in the side of a field, talking to my Apple watch uh-huh. it has fall detection. Yeah. And then the ambulance, I was just talking to like the, the 911 and they're like, do you need an ambulance? I was like, I see hay around me. <laughs> yeah. I guess I need an ambulance. <laughs> yeah. So then luckily I didn't hit anything, hit mm-hmm. anyone. Nothing hit me. I looked at the GPS I literally went across the road too. So good thing mm-hmm. no cars were coming in that way. I didn't hit a tree. There was no like buildings on the other side. It was like a farm area. I literally yeah. went into like a big thick hay ditch. Jeez. So that's like, if you were going to crash anywhere, that's like the best place to crash. Yeah. Helmet was actually totally fine. Bike was totally fine. I just had a really sore wrist for mm-hmm. a while. So I couldn't swim for a bit. And I still have a, a cut on the bottom of my foot. So, but other oh, than wow. that, it's okay. But yeah, that did put me, so I did miss a few long rides because of that. Mm-hmm. And also from the 270.3s in that build to the full, I missed a few what should have been longer rides. Yeah. Because it didn't fit into the schedule enough. Yeah. So. But whatever, my coach was good. She was able to modify it on the fly. Mm hmm. And she knew that, like, the goal was just to become an Ironman. So, yeah. like, even though I feel like I could have done better in the training peaks of her prescribed efforts for the race, I yeah. actually did, like, I hit on the lower end of the power target for that. So, that actually was okay. And then for the heart rates, like, keep it under X amount of heart rate. And actually, yep. it was, like, 20 beats lower because I couldn't push any harder. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I was like, okay. So, it's like – and then, ironically, out of everything, the only thing that went according to plan was the swim. <laughs> nice. <laughs> swim was, like, my weakest one. So, it's like yeah. I was aiming for, like, 130. Yeah. Because, like, before in the halves, my goal was to always be – 45 minutes Mm -hmm. and then so the two halves i did exactly 43 minutes and then for this it was like to be 130 an hour 30 and i did hour 29 50 so it was like literally it was like okay however i did have to stop twice in the swim because my goggles kept fogging so i think that kind of slowed my pace though but my my pace swim pace regardless of distance has been super consistent which is weird but it's okay because yeah. it's still faster than what it was before yeah it was like around like a 216 so the sprint has i did a 5k in the quarry mm-hmm. in quarry which is a great loop same thing and then it's like i have one pace for the swim <laughs> it's good it's good enough for now but. yeah 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 jeez my yes. goal, and like, I still have every intention to get to at least a two minutes mm-hmm. per hundred meter. No, I think I think you'll get there for sure. Tell me how to shave off twenty seconds. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I wish I knew. <laughs> um, yeah, again, just with this story that you're saying um, on the bike and how you're, you know, uh, passed out or fainted or the heat stroke kind of thing. Yeah, that's that's a, like another thing where it's you could have easily quit right there and be like, Oh, I can't, yeah. I'm not doing it. But no, you, you know, you got back, uh, you know, your coach helped you slowly, not obviously jump back in right away, but recover while still building. So like, and build back the confidence. Yeah, exactly. Cause, yeah. Cause I was like, is this because number one, is it cause maybe do I, am I actually not good for like a really long distance mm. in general? And then it's like too much stress on me. Or was it like, I'm not taking enough salt or carbs. Mm-hmm. That's why I blacked out. But I, I really think, cause we tried it. Like I, I rode long again after like, I did a six hour ride after like two weeks after that, yeah. even with like a sore wrist. But so I think it was literally because of like my AC died for that week. So yeah. Jeez. Yeah. No, that's crazy. That, it's like, I'm sure some, maybe a little bit of self-doubt crept in, but then, you know, um, you just overcame that and it was just like, Oh no, actually I, it, you know, it was outside circumstances that led me to that happening. So that's, that's and cool. she also gave me the confidence to ride an arrow. Like remember when I broke my collarbone, I was learning to ride an arrow. So yeah. that, that put me off. Right. 
So I only technically was able to ride an arrow 80% of the time for uh, a four hour ride yeah. just five weeks before this race. So I only learned how to ride an arrow just recently. That's awesome. That's awesome. And I'm still kind of wobbly on it. Though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, it's that's getting what, there. Yeah. And again, it's like consistency with that will eventually lead you to be able to, you know, to do, do, do the whole thing arrow. And, and obviously it's, you're not, you're not going to get it right away. It's just, it's something like you said, like you didn't even bike as a kid. So like you're getting no. on there brand new, right? Like that's, brand new and trying to yeah. ride an arrow. Yeah. That's insane. <laughs> that's insane, man. That's awesome though. Um, yeah. I forget what I was going to say now, but <laughs> I think we're, we're all kind of insane, but in a good way, yeah. we're all good no. kind of crazy. True. Yeah. That's yeah. true. I, I think any person who's, um, done an Ironman or attempted one is, has got to be a little bit insane, you know? And anyone that does like those Spartan races too. Yeah. 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 Marathons, whatever. Yeah. Just all a little, they're, they're all just a different experience and you'll never get the same experience from this, whether it's the same course, same race, like, you know, it's always going to be different. Cause you're going to be somewhere else in your life. You know, you're going to either know more, no less. Um, yeah. So it, the journey itself is, is always fun. And, and it's just something you have to look back on and, and know how much, how far you've come from where you started. Right. Yeah. You have to appreciate the journey. Yeah. Everything along the way yeah. has a reason. Exactly. <laughs> and sometimes at the time you're just like, well, this sucks, but you just gotta keep pushing. Absolutely. Yeah. Totally yeah. true. And it's like, I've been following your journey too. So, and you've been like, your goal to become an Ironman was like, how long ago was that? Um, probably two years ago. <laughs> yeah. I know this whole pandemic like delayed everyone. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Um, yeah. But I guess one, I guess the final question that I usually like to ask people is like, um, so why do you want to be like an athlete for life now? I think, see people, I think my, like my, my why changes, I think, and, and it's allowed to like people's why is allowed to like change over time, depending on where you are. So yeah. initially it was to be the, to lose like weight at the beginning. And then it became to be the best version of myself. And then like now it's a combination of that and to try help inspire other people to do the same. And mm -hmm. I've met other people along the way that have told me that they got into either running or like a sprint triathlon because they saw my Instagram page. So I was like, yeah, that's great. That's cool. Yeah. That's awesome. That's what I want to do. And I think like it's something that's sustainable too. Like you don't have to always do a full distance triathlon, but like, swimming biking running and some weightlifting here and there that's like the most sustainable form of activity someone could do until they die like mm -hmm. in their 90s or whatever so well, that's yeah no hey that's i agree with that your your why is going to change and um i think like you said you, you never know who who may see it and who you may help um because i know for myself like I was kind of the same thing. I saw other people doing it. I was like, Hey, I, maybe I could do that, you know, and the same for you. Um, so that, that is nice. And, and yeah, I think just the health point of view is like, you know, if you feel better, you have more energy. And obviously if you're constantly doing full distance Ironman, your, your energy might not be that high, but yeah, like you said, just changing it up all the time. That's great. I still think a 70.3 is like the best distance. I wouldn't oh, yeah. actually say, doing an Ironman is healthy. Like, no, <laughs> I agree. No, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say that, but yeah. No. Yeah. The 70.3 distance is nice. It's like it's short like enough. Perfect amount. Yes. Yeah. Where you can like push it, but it's also like not too short where it's like a sprint. So. Exactly. Yeah. And you're not completely dead after yeah. like, like no. we are now. <laughs> yeah, you, you only need like a week or two after that versus a couple months. <laughs> oh my god yeah it's totally yeah. true and i think it's like i do what i do in order to find more people that are like-minded and the more i do it 
I keep finding those people and then those yep. people inspire me to keep going like you. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, man. Like it's just you're you're building that group of, you know, other friends. Like that circle. Friend. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. You just grow your circle. And when you surround yourself with more like minded people, well it just it just grows your mindset and allows you to accomplish bigger and better things. So yeah. Awesome. That's the beauty of triathlon and, <laughs> and just sports and in, enduring sports in general yeah yeah sweet oh man it was a great pleasure to to be a first time iron man with you and uh yes hopefully in the future we can maybe accomplish another one together you know <laughs> oh i'm sure we will we'll, we'll yeah. see each other at races for sure too definitely, so, definitely. thank well, you so much for having me on hey it's <laughs> been a great conversation and uh i learned lots and i hopefully some people out there were able to take something away from this and yeah, and start their own journey. Awesome. Thank you so much. Hey, thank you, Shauna. Have a great day. Eh? You too. <laughs>